0: Hello, I'm Brad Geddes. Webmasterradio.fm wants to help you explore the keys to success in your internet marketing and expand your wealth of knowledge. Introducing the Webmasterradio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Download it today from the iTunes Store or Google Play Store. Discover new ways to revolutionize your revenue stream linked right to your smartphone with the new Webmasterradio.fm mobile app.
1: Prepare to experience marketing nirvana right now. Here are your hosts.
0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to Marketing Nirvana. I'm your host, Brad Gaddis, the founder of Certified Knowledge, and we're a marketing training and toolset company. On this show, we investigate various ways in which your marketing efforts can reach a state of nirvana. You can find show notes and other information about our guests on CertifiedKnowledge.org. So I find that some of the most entertaining conversations I have with other marketers is stories on how their clients act, how they deal with client problems, uh, their Google issues or Bing issues, or even, even positive stories as well. It's kind of amazing of what you can learn by just hearing how others have dealt with good and bad issues that have arisen over the years. So is this as this is both a, a very educational and entertaining topic – I wanted to invite one of my favorite conference speakers who's been in marketing for uh, quite a number of years and definitely has his fair of crazy stories to share um, on the show. So please welcome Matt Van Wagner, the president of Find Me Faster. Welcome, Matt, and thanks for being on the show.
2: Hey, Brad. Yeah, let me let, me let the, uh, the applause die down before we get started.
0: Oh, good. I don't, it's died down. <laughs> I don't know if it'll die down fast enough. Um, hey, so hey, I was actually – Go ahead. ahead. I was thinking, you know, first off, um, you've been involved in marketing for a long time in a lot of different areas. So just to kind of set the stage for everyone of of your experience, can you like do the quick, if you can do it in 30 seconds, 30 second rundown of like all the stuff you've been involved with over the years?
2: Oh, sure, sure. Glad to. Uh, First of all, I'd say that I've been in marketing long enough, people are starting to refer to me as wise. And uh, I don't really know what that word means, but I think it it really means old. (laughs) But uh, my very first business that I started was actually harvesting garden slugs for brain research at Princeton University when I was 12 years old. And uh, I've always enjoyed marketing and, and new challenges, and and uh, you know I've, I've basically been doing it since I was you know lacing up my own sneakers. And uh, so the uh, we we've dealt with here at Find Me Faster, we we we've dealt with uh, people selling lobster online, people selling uh, heavy heavy duty semiconductor vacuum equipment online, uh, pretty mundane stuff like health products and uh, healthcare products. And the, the the one thing I really love about the, the internet and, and the, uh, uh, the online space is that if you've got something, you can usually find a way to market it effectively online, but it, it's not always as, as uh, you know, easy to, to just, you know, put up a campaign and say, there you go, you know, go buy your Jaguar. Uh, we're, we're ready to, to make a million dollars. Sometimes it takes a little bit of scratching out to, to find
0: your niche. Perfect. And, and just so everyone knows, Matt actually does a lot more than just marketing because he works with a lot of nonprofits and some really good um, other groups and and charities. And so that's so why Matt's just a good person, I guess, overall, right? I mean, I, I know, Matt, you're not going to your own horn, but uh, you get involved in a lot of very, very good projects, which is great.
2: Well, we do. I, there, there are two that I would I would lift up, uh, I think, uh, very important ones. Um uh, the, the, we're, we're, I'm involved with a group called Building Dreams for Marines, and we're based here in New Hampshire, where we're still waiting for spring to come, by the way. Uh, and what we'll do is we will renovate uh, the homes of any Marines that have served honorably from any war, uh, because we, we and no, at no charge to the veteran, because we feel that uh, they, they've they've put themselves completely on the line, and in some cases given up parts of their body or their their vitality. And so what we do is we, we will redo bathrooms, we'll put in ramps, we'll redo stairs, put in stair lifts, whatever it takes to make that marine live more comfortably in your home. And that, I just mentioned that because if any of you uh, have a need, uh, th- that's a great cause to get started in your own local, local environment. That's, that's the, the – uh, we, we, we're doing a couple of great projects now. And, Brad, thank you so much for mentioning. I, I could go on for an hour about that particular –
0: Group. And there, there's one more you're involved in that's a really good one, too. Well, I mean, all of them are really good ones, but there's,
2: isn't there one other one, too? Oh, there's there's two or three. Uh, the, the Symphony in New Hampshire, on the, I'm on the board, and, uh, you know, we're, we're producing good classical music here in New Hampshire. Uh, I'm a, a co-founder of a, a, a new, new startup called The Thank You Project, where we're going to help uh, build some churches in Nigeria and help with uh, water and uh and and very important just you know everyday needs over in certain parts of nigeria um but uh, there are a couple of others. which one are you thinking of brad
0: i i don't remember actually um uh, that's what i was trying to, to remember and and what i hear is if you can get matt to drink about six or seven beers you might even get him to sing and and so actually, <laughs> I'm going to start us off – so my first question to you actually of all these good things, we're the best clients, but I'm actually going to do this backwards. Um, and I'm going to take the first one uh, just on something you said, and then I'll toss it back to you. But um, there's a, a company down in Kenya, and that they – um. so Kenya was a, obviously a great country to visit, but they were having some real issues – with too much farmland. So basically, it was more profitable for them to sell cows than anything else. And so, what happened is, is all these tribes that had so much cattle, they were desolating their land, which made their floods worse because they have a really big rainy season. Um, and, and they were pretty much, because of this desolation, pushing elephants and lions and safaris further and further out. And, and they had essentially diminishing returns happen to the country. And so this this company went in, and they're a for-profit company, right? You can make money and do good things at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and they went in and, and they said, hey, tell you what, you set aside these lands for, for 20 years. You don't farm them. You don't raise cattle don't do this. And do it on these, these various sections around the country. And then we are going to come in, and we are going to attract tourism dollars back to, to Kenya so that – you can now bring back the lions and the, the elephants and, and all the great wildlife, and we're going to split the profits with you, and we will help you know, um, give shoes to your kids in school. We will help pay some of your educational bills, but I mean it's a for-profit company. And so now they have grown to where it's, – it's the Prini Group, and they have um, I think 13 camps now. And the, the owner of this, who's a for-profit company, is one of the number one education funders in the entire country. Um, he'll often have you know, weeks where they go and they, they get money to get 100 new shoes. And so you can do – it's great marketing, but you can do nonprofit action. or I guess the thing is not nonprofit, but you can do for-profit action with cause marketing and actually make a cause better all at the same time.
2: Um, well, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Matter of fact, you just reminded me, I think, of the organization that, uh, you were probably prompting me for, and my brain just took a left turn there. But yeah, we, 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 we've worked with a group uh, called the Runa uh, Foundation and, uh, they've actually got a new beverage out and it's starting to populate throughout the U.S. And it's a new kind of tea. It's, uh, based on the Wayusa leaf. Uh, and, uh, these folks came out of, um, Ecuador and, um, Basically, they, they they've given farmers the ability to raise a great cash crop that's better than cocaine, better than oil, that's better than o- other types of alternatives. They've got a triple net type of an organization where the farmers are are getting uh, you know good, uh, better than fair trade wages. Uh, they're helping reforest part of the Amazon, and they're bringing a wonderful new drink to the United States and the rest of the world. So yeah, I, there's a lot of opportunity to do good with wonderful social
0: organizations. Excellent. So, we're going to do this. We are going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and really talk about marketing and how to deal with clients and, and some good and bad stories, which are things you can learn from. So, let's give a quick break to our sponsors.
1: More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach, a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. Jillian Music, your CEO coach, will break down the art of business development from the ground up. CEO Coach, on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by Certified Knowledge.org, only on webmasterradio.fm.
0: And so we're back talking uh, to Matt Van Wagner, and we're about to really get into marketing now. And, and so of all these companies you've worked with, Matt, I mean, what makes a best client for you, or what's an attribute you look at and say, that company is going to be great to work with, you know, whether it's a profit standpoint or they'll just be fun to work with, what, what do you look for in someone?
2: Oh, boy, that's that's a really, really good question. First of all, uh, we we really like when we can deal – we know we're going to have a good relationship when we can actually deal uh, straight up with the folks that are involved with the website itself. That we don't have to go through layers or, you know, wait for IT, you know, uh, sign-offs and, uh, you know, where, where, where the, the, the sometimes they – it takes too long to get things done. We, we, if we have direct involvement with all the stakeholders from marketing, from IT, from sales, and from web, that's an ideal client. Uh, we, we also like uh, when people say, look, we don't know, know what to do. We know our product real well. We're going to tell you everything we know. Help us implement what we do online. And when we have a good dialogue like that, it's uh, collaborative. We sometimes help restructure what they're doing in the offline world or slightly tweak it. And uh, based on what they're doing in the offline world, we will readjust the campaign. I much prefer that to people that say, you know, come do me. We want to, you know, increase sales by a million percent. Uh, I like it when people roll up their sleeves, get right down and say, hey, look, at, uh, can you help us solve this problem? Man, we're, we're full on when, when that happens.
0: Okay. So best clients are flexible. They're willing to let you do your job, which is sometimes amazing. Um, that makes sense. So, <laughs> what um, what are warning signs that it's going to be a bad client, or or what do you consider a bad client?
2: You know, uh, that's where all the fun is when you start to talk about your worst nightmare clients. Oh my goodness, um, the the uh, I think it, you usually get the signs up front when you're first engaging with the client, and a couple of sig- signals are. Five emails in a morning uh, or, you know, five in the afternoon or, you know, just continual uh, uh, asking of questions that, you know, really can, can wait or they're not really strategic. It's sort of like th- being very, very needy or worse yet, calling on the phone and wanting to take a half hour here and half hour there. Uh, so I think the, the clients that aren't respectful of the time are really that, – that's a warning signal that you may not have a good set good, uh, setup. Uh, another client is, is someone that, that, that we, we get a warning sign is when they feel that they need to make changes to what you've done, uh, or just make changes willy nilly, uh, just because they had a great idea in the shower this morning. And you know, I'm all for inspirational, you know, hot showers, but you should you should take a few minutes before you change uh, your site over or go in and start screwing up with uh, paid search campaigns. We like we we like to have c- clients that. Always have access to the campaigns. They can look at any time. They can ask any questions. They can do anything they want. But if they want to make changes, we've got a different kind of arrangement we've got to make because uh, we don't want to be doing and undoing and that sort of thing all the time. So a client that is needy and a client that uh, isn't respectful of your professional approach are, are a couple of warning signs. I don't know. You, you must, right. You must have a million
0: of, of uh, folks. Oh, I, that you, I do, but it reminds me of something that just, something I personally do. And so I, I will often like, I'll either go out for a run in the morning or I'll be in the shower or whatnot, doing something, of course, non-technical related. And it's kind of like, you know, zoning out to whatever. And I'll have that great idea. But what I do then, as I go back, I first put it in an email to see a, can I actually document how this will work? Um, make sure I think through things, and then I send it to another person. I say, am I insane? It's okay to say yes. Does this make sense? What's my problem with it? And, and that way, it, before – mm. and that person's going to read it, and they're not going to respond to me right away, and, and I don't want them to, right? Because if they say, oh, this is great, then I'm going to go do it, and, and I could mess myself up. So then I know they're going to get back to me in a few hours, and they take their time, and they might even not get back to me the next day and let it like kind of marinate in their brain for a little bit. And then say, hey, this is great, but this. Or, dude, reread what you sent. Or, Were you insane when you wrote this? Like, that's a <laughs> stupid idea. Right? It, it's okay to go either way, but I, I won't actually go and do that immediately because um, if I can't document it in a logical order, that means I couldn't execute it if I wanted to. I'd just be wasting my time. Um, so yeah, That's, you know, that's what I, not- I do for brainstorms.
2: You know, I agree with you that, that uh, brainstorms are really, really important. And uh, you know, one of the things that I, I really like is when I've got a client that reads something like in Search Engine Land or other, other, other you know, periodicals. They find some things that you've you've posted up on CKI, uh, you know, wherever they read it or see it, or they went to one of your seminars and said, "I'd really like to try this." I really like it when 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 uh, customers are pushing us. Uh, at, you know to take on new things that have been just released that we may be sort of hesitant to go after because, you know, we're, we're stuck in our groove. We, we things are working well. We don't necessarily want to push hard. Uh, so I like clients that will push us as long as they can find the balance where they're not, you know, being pushy, overly pushy. And so, so I actually, I actually, I gotta tell you, I had a best worst client like that. Oh my God. We took this guy, uh, a guy in Long Island who I'm terrific friends with to this day but we took his poor company from about a quarter of a million a month up over uh, three million in, in in less than a year, wow, and we did gross. this. Be- oh, we did this because he had he he was he was the smartest businessman I think I've ever met, uh, and we told him to take his hand off the wheel because we thought he was constraining his, his, his campaigns by budget. So we we said, we think you're not spending enough on online marketing. And he trusted us. But, boy, did, he was in us every day, and he wanted to know. And that was fine. That was fine. Well, finally, we reached the plateau, you know, where we're cruising along at a great spot. Things are sort of going really, really well. But there's still the 10 to 12 calls per day. And uh, finally um, – you know, I said, hey, look, at, you know, we, we've got other clients we're dealing with. Uh, you know, some of these things aren't as, as immediate as we need to. And so really good things can sort of get bad after a while. You just need to kind of, I think, find a balance between you know, what you need and what, what they can provide and vice versa. So uh, –
0: perfect that question. client
2: uh, in particular – uh, Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Keep going. I was just going to say, so there came a point when I knew I had to fire this guy because he was getting in the way of, of all of our other clients – and we loved him to death, but uh, I didn't want to fire him. And it, you know, it's, it's a hard thing because it's, we're doing well. Uh, so finally, uh, I, I figured out that the best way to uh, fire him was really to uh, change the economics. And I said, look at Steve, we're, we're we're happy to, oh, sorry, take that name away. Uh, John, <laughs> we're happy to work with you, but we've basically got to change our rates from this to three X this. And, uh, and so we did. And within a so I said, hey, look, uh, you know w- w- we're able to help you, but if you're going to need all this this much time, uh, we're going to have to increase our rates. And uh, the, the amount of time that you're requiring, um, believe it or not, we're, we're going to have to go a 3x increase. So instead of firing him, I changed the economics. Well, after two months, he said, well, we should look around for a new agency. And he did. and I was, I was happy, and we, we parted friends. And uh, he ended up hiring uh, some people that used to work for me, and they're doing a great job for him. And so we we, he, we actually still communicate. He still calls me. He asks me questions. We we do some stuff together. So sometimes you need to fire someone. But I think there's a way to, to end a relationship without it being – you know just blowing up and everyone being upset at each other. So
0: Yeah, I agree because that's – okay, so do you usually charge on time and materials or percentage of spend just as an overall general rule?
2: We – we try to go fixed rate, Brad.
0: Fixed rate, then, okay. Yeah. So, so then the question is, and you kind of got into this, right? But feature creep. I mean, that's always the issue when clients mm. push you; they push you too far. So, you know, economics. That's a great one. Do you ever go revisit the contract and say we need to charge you this or more? How far? <laughs> if you think of like you're giving advice, say to a new agency, right? And you say, all right we know that you're spending 100 grand a month and and we do like 15% spend that'd be, you know, $15,000 a month. However, we know you don't like a variable rate, so we're not going to charge mm-hmm. you 12,000 and then 18. We'll just do a 15,000 a month. So that's what's in the contract. So then at what point in time do you tell a client, "Hey, we have to bill you more. We have to change the contract." Like how far do you let that get? And what would you tell like a new agency or a struggling agency with this issue uh, of what to do when that happens?
2: Yeah. You know, that's a really good question. And, and I think for new agencies, I think the biggest problem that's out there is usually people undercharge. They don't they don't really value uh, what they do enough. Right. Yep. So my recommendation is usually to, hey, look, at, um, uh, you might want to take on your first couple of clients and charge them at a certain rate. Uh, and uh, if they're your first clients, they're putting up with some things that, you know, you're still learning. But as you go, you've got you've to charge more for your expertise. So with each new client you bring on, with each new proposal you put out, uh, keep edging the price up until you get to a point where people are starting to say no, and that's a little bit too rich for our blood. And uh, now you've found out approximately where the value is in the marketplace for the services you offer. And if you want to go a little more quickly uh, towards that end, you don't want to, you know, do it, but you know proposal by proposal one thing to do is just to to make sort of sort of a range proposal say look at uh, our our fees will range from here up to here uh and for uh, here we're going to be able to do this and uh, this other stuff uh you know uh, you know we're basically you have a sort of a tiered service and typically people will 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 tell you what their what their level is and so th- it's a good way to to uh, to keep your ra- your your rates edging up, but it's really hard to increase uh, with a client unless you have a you know a review that you do every year, uh, and and put up some at least cola some sort of cost of living
0: increase at the very least. Yeah, Let's tell you what, I have a follow up question to this, but um, we're going to take another quick break for our sponsors. Then we're going to revisit a little bit more on pricing for some more second. marketing nirvana
1: after we thank our sponsors. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 18th Annual International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. The call for entries has begun, and the deadline to enter is May 30th, 2014. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today.
2: Why do over 15,000 small businesses love working with Infusionsoft? Because we believe in people and their dreams. We empower entrepreneurs and our groundbreaking tools help small businesses grow and thrive. We listen. We care. We serve our customers and we do what we say we'll do. We're always trying to find new ways to innovate and to improve our all-in-one sales and marketing platform. Most of all, from email to e-commerce, we help small businesses like yours succeed. Go to Infusionsoft.com radio to watch a free product demo. That's Infusionsoft.com radio.
1: are many things we would love to catch catching the final out of a baseball game, and that's the game. reeling that big catch of the day or catching a ride home taxi
0: You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. On demand anytime. Inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm.
1: Injecting new life into your Internet Marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by Certified CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: And we are back talking with uh, Matt Van Wagner, uh, um, this pay- in this case, uh, about price to client So you think the biggest mistake – and I actually agree with you – is undercharging. But I think the, um, the second biggest mistake is over-delivery too fast. Or you mm-hmm. do so much up front, the client you you basically tell the client this is what you're getting, and then you get two or three more clients, or they're happy, so you kind of put them on the back burner a bit, and then you set an expectation you can't continue to meet. Mm-hmm. And I find that's often a big issue is you over you know the whole thing right under promise over deliver, but if you over deliver, you can't stop over delivering. Um, and and sometimes right. I find that's a real issue is is the agency sets a bad expectation.
2: Yeah. You know, that, that's the law of diminishing astonishment, I think, is what they call that. You know, uh, you know, you've you've done so much in the first couple of months and the first couple of months, you're going to have your you, that's usually when you're going to have your greatest gains. You know, you're cleaning up a campaign. It was a problem. You're bringing someone new that was online. I mean, very rarely are you going to get a situation where the campaign you're given is running like a champ, because if it was running like a champ, they, they probably wouldn't want you to, you know, come in and, and work on it. So, so typically the first couple of months, you're going to show real good. You're going to show real good results. But so I, you bring up a good point, um, about, uh, you know, the law of diminishing astonishment, you know, the, uh, you, you can, boredom can set in, in an agency client relationship on either side or just, Hey, things are going well. And, you know, we don't push each other enough. So w- we actually work our contracts like this. We say, look at, uh, we're going to work month by month. You pay at the beginning of the month. At the end of the month, we, we, uh, we review results. So of course, we're talking you know, during the month. But for clients you've been working with for a couple of years, oftentimes, there's no need to talk during the month. You know, you maybe send some reports here or there. But we, we always have a point at the end of the month where we, we communicate because there are always things that happen in the client environment. There are always things that happen in your environment. And just that one checkpoint every month keeps the relationship alive and moving forward. And um, th- it's okay to, to not go 100 miles an hour all the time. It's okay to, you know, keep your pace of change at a reasonable level. Uh, you're not sandbagging it. Uh, all you're doing is you're, you're trying to work and, and show consistent gains month after month.
0: Okay, so, so listeners, so bonus, we just had a quick discussion. We're going to finish this recording on a second show and really get into what if Google messes you up and so forth. So from an economic standpoint, Matt – yeah, I mean, really, it's some of the big things are be careful with what do you call it? Law diminishing expectations. That's a law great, of diminishing astonishment. <laughs> that's a better word. I'm going to have to remember that. That is great. Um, you can fire a client, but you have to fire them peacefully. Have you ever had a bad breakup with a client? Uh,
2: I I had one, and 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 the, 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 the unsatisfaction was that I didn't end the relationship. I Kept hoping that I could turn it around, and finally, you know, w- w- we got sacked. And
0: well, uh, go ahead. And I know, go. Feel, feel free. Keep going. So <laughs> it was.
2: It was. It, it was one of those those clients where at the very beginning we thought mm, maybe we shouldn't take this on. A client seems a little needy, but you know, wonderful, wonderful, pleasant guy, but sort of a you know Jekyll and Hyde type. You know the the person that can blow sweet nothings in your ear one one minute and then uh just be absolutely just poisonous in the next and so we got to the point where we say, look at hey, we really can't help you uh we believe that your business model is flawed uh you know we 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 think you should stop investing in paid search until you solve this x y and z problem and uh the next call I got was uh five minutes of some of the best swearing I think I've ever heard in my life, and uh, you know, uh, we we got fired, and I was sort of thankful for that. Uh, but I, I think the the, uh, the, the 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 lesson is that when you know that things aren't going right, don't avoid the problem, go right at it, and and if it means you're going to break up, that's fine. Just you know, stay in control of the breakup, and that way you you have a way to to make could happen so that it's, it's gentle. I, I got to tell you just, just yesterday, Brad, uh, we got a call from a client where we had a very, very nice breakup. Uh, cause we always say, look at if, if we can't keep you happy month after month, we want you to find someone else. We don't want you to feel like you're stuck and no, nobody should be, you know, feel like that unless you know, you're married in which case you sometimes have to be stuck for the rest of your life, but I don't want to go there. Right. My wife will kill me if I say that, but the, the, uh, we just had a client that, uh, Got a little bored with us, maybe. Uh, Wanted to try something else new. And uh, we said, man, we hope it works out. Thank you. It's been great working with you. All the best. Anything you need. We answered all the questions. We kept it really professional. And we really did wish him nothing but the best. And three months later, they gave us a call and said, you were probably expecting this call, weren't you? I said, well, <laughs> I'm not happy to hear that you 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 haven't done well these last three months, but I'm happy to have you back. So I think if you, if you, the beginnings of relationships are always fun, exciting, and invigorating. And if we can make the end of relationships just that same way, especially in business where it's nothing personal, it's just like when you, when you, you know, something's not working and you can't, can't find a good solution, you have to move on and, and it, it doesn't matter whose fault, it's just a, you know, something has to change. So I that's kind of my approach to ending relationships.
0: I agree. The whole don't burn a bridge things. I can't count the times that we have parted ways with someone and it may be that we fired them, they fired us, or we just kind of emically split. And someone came back later and was like, can we work with you again? I mean, that that's where you want to keep those, those bridges open. So, um, and if you're a client or essentially a company this is also good advice, even on agency of here 's how to work with people. Hey, Matt, this has been um, really entertaining, and, and thanks for being on the show. If someone wants to find you online, where can they find you?
2: Well, find me faster is our site so you can do that uh, Matt
0: at findmefaster.com Love to hear from anyone. All, All right. right, so thanks for being on the show, and thank you listeners for joining us for another episode of Mark Nirvana. As a reminder, the show notes and other information about our guests can be found on certifiedknowledge.org. And the next episode, Matt and I will continue this conversation, but getting a little more strategic uh, advice and stories of actually dealing with some search engines and so forth. So, new episodes of Mark Nirvana can be found Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find the archives of our past episodes at webmasterradio.fm, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and now iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening.